This is the Ether Review, a talk show passing the components of the Ethereum global computing platform and its ecosystem. Building on a basic knowledge of the blockchain, we seek to understand the mechanics behind this new generation computing network and the services it powers. Joining me today on the Ether Review, Demian Brenner of Open Zeppelin. How do you describe Open Zeppelin? Open Zeppelin, it's an open framework to build secure smart contracts in blockchain systems. That's how I would put it. Okay, because I kind of saw you guys as an as a smart contract auditing outfit. Um, yeah, that's one of the things we do. But uh, Zeppelin, as a main product, it's this open source framework. Auditing is just one of our lines of business. So can you describe this framework and uh, where it takes its design cues from? Is this, uh, is this based on the, uh, on the guidance of the Ethereum Foundation or is this something that you guys have developed independently? Yeah, exactly. As you said, um, the story goes back to like four or five years ago, we started working with blockchain technology. My, my partner, Manuel, he developed proof of existence in 2012, which was at the time the first non-financial blockchain application. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Then together with Manuel and a bunch of friends, we did Streamium, which was the first application of a smart contract in Bitcoin called Payment Channels. So it, Streamium was basically a application for decentralized live streaming and getting paid with Bitcoin in real time. So you will like start a channel, you know, choose a rate and, and people who want to watch your stream, they can connect their Bitcoin wallet. And as they watch the stream, uh, Bitcoins were deducted from their wallet. So, so we did that, you know, as a weekend project and actually we launched it and the response we got was pretty good. Um, lots of people started using it. Media started talking about it. Actually, investors started approaching us. But what we realized is that it was too early for, for a consumer product in the Bitcoin or cryptocurrency space. Like people didn't have any Bitcoin to, to spend and, and watch other videos. Uh, so we said, okay, we wanna, we wanna push this industry forward. We wanna make, allow and enable anyone to build blockchain applications. Uh, and, and today only a few people have the expertise and knowledge required to build this kind of applications. Actually, in the, in the meantime of that, Ethereum you know, got started, uh, got the crowd sale, developers started getting the Ethereum community. You got the, the DAO, which was like a pretty interesting idea, which was, I think, was the largest crowdfunding campaign in the history of, of the world. But what happened, you know, this DAO scandal that it was hacked like 10 days after the, the, after raising all the funds, which was kind of a, a very bad news for the, for the Ethereum and cryptocurrency and blockchain space. So we, we realized that it was not only hard to build this kind of applications or protocols or organizations on the blockchain, but it was actually harder to build them in a secure way. And that's how we started Zeppelin. That's the, like the background story and the, the motif for for zeppelin zeppelin as i told you before it's an open source framework to build secure smart contracts so the idea is instead of developers or organizations having to smart contracts from scratch 
and be open to potential vulnerabilities in their code. Uh, they can go into Zeppelin and take a look at the contracts, make use of them, connect them, customize them as they want, and build their applications or organizations, decentralized applications and organizations in an easy and secure way. Uh, so Zeppelin is a common repository of vetted and secure smart contracts. Based on your question, uh, well, we, we build this, these smart contracts based on some uh, common standard security patterns and best practices that we've developed together with you know, learnings from the Ethereum Foundation, learnings from the uh, consensus has also a guide on security. So we, we kind of gather all the ideas that were uh, about smart contracts and we put them together in a guide and then we wrote the smart contracts um, based on those guidelines. We have a guide, it's on Medium, I can share it with you then. Um, it's on our blog, in the Zeppelin blog at Medium. Please do. Uh, where, yeah, where, where we outline all the, you know, all the attacks and common standards and best practices up to date. So we use them when developing our smart contracts. We also have a community of 350 developers that help us contributing code and auditing the smart contracts. We take you know, security very seriously and try to implement all the guidelines that, that we have. And we're also, we released version 1.0 of the framework, I think like two or three weeks ago. And we're planning to, uh, of course, develop more, more smart contracts, um, develop more tests. We are improving the documentation and we plan uh, in the next few months uh, do an external audit to the contracts, which makes sense uh, because we take security very seriously. What are the functions of the contracts that you currently have? I mean, I presume they're not all for moving Ether and, uh, and other tokens around. First, uh, I wanted to tell you that we are, because you mentioned Ether, we, our vision for improving smart contracts uh, is platform agnostic. We started with Solidity tools because you know it's the most popular language and Ethereum is the most popular platform where people are actually building decentralized applications. Uh, and also going with Solidity make us compatible with uh, Rootstock, uh, Definity, and any, any EVM uh, powered platform. So so that's why we started with that. And we, we've been you know working together with projects for the past year and. We kind of identified their main challenges and what they need, and we built this version 1.0 of the framework uh, for the smart contracts that these projects needed. Uh, so smart contracts we have today include issuance of tokens. We do the ERC-20 standard token. Uh, we have crowd sale contracts. We have um, multi-signature contracts, bug bounty, um, safe math, um, emergency stop to you know, stop the operations in case something goes wrong. Uh, we have like between, I would say like around 15 contracts in this version uh, based on the needs of the projects we've been working uh, with. And now we plan to expand that. So uh, now this is a, uh, stop me if this is too much of a divergence, but you mentioned that uh, you aim to be platform agnostic. And so you're using Solidity because that's compatible with the EVM. How do you see, as, a, as and this is purely just as an opinion, uh, how do you see the smart contract space evolving? As you said, you know, I mean, we have Ethereum, we have Ethereum Classic, um, iRoll, uh, Rootstock. There's also Definity on the horizon. So how do you see the space unfolding? 
I mean, because obviously, you know, I mean, making this about ether is as uh, naive. I mean, there's a huge, uh, there's a huge uh, demand for private and consortium chains that actually uh, people seem to complain about that a bit. But depending on your trust model, uh, a lot of the, in a lot of cases, a uh, a consortium chain makes a lot more sense than using the Ethereum public chain. So obviously, those chains don't use ether. How do you see the smart contract space evolving? Yeah, that's, that's, I think it's a very good question. Um, what I believe is that it's too early now to tell which platforms will be the leading ones. Uh, well, so now we started with Bitcoin, uh, which showcased a lot of you know, the blockchain and the new things that you could build on top of Bitcoin. Then came Ethereum, which is great. Uh, you can build anything, but it's also uh, a little bit risky. So you have to make sure how you develop your smart contracts on top of Ethereum. Uh, but maybe uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum are just like uh, MySpace and Friendster, and we're waiting for Facebook to come, getting all the features that the previous two had and, and building actually a, a mainstream platform. So best, you know, answering your question, uh, I see many approaches. As you said, you have uh, Ethereum, you have Definity, you have Rootstock, you have uh, private blockchains uh, or, or like private distributed ledgers as, as they call them but uh, everyone's trying to imp like impose their standard which it's going to be to be interesting to see when side chains are actually a thing I rootstock I know uh, actually they're now called RSK but they they're kind of like doing kind of a similar thing to, to a side chain with with the Bitcoin blockchain that will change a little bit the landscape of, of blockchain since they will be all interoperable between each other but um i think it's too early to tell which one is the which one will win so that's why we are platform agnostic like we want to improve this space we believe in in cryptocurrencies we believe in the you know blockchain technology uh we're not quite sure which standard will will be the the leading one of course we'll have a number of leading i believe it's not going to be a winner takes it all it's going to be a number of platforms um operating you know, one on a parallel basis uh, with different sizes and different users, but it's too early to tell who will be one of those players. Do you think that there are likely to be other EV, other uh, smart contract platforms other than the EVM? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, in the same way we had Bitcoin and then came Ethereum, uh, we might have a new one that's, that's even better. Uh, also, Solidity, you know, it's, it's a good language, but it's also you know very complicated. It's, it needs to mature a lot, and, and maybe new languages and new platforms emerge to to kind of restrict the use cases of smart contracts and make them more secure. Um, I, I don't know. I, I understand you're not the technical lead, uh, but at the same time, hey, why not dive into it anyway? Functional languages. There's been a lot of talk about developing a functional uh, contracting language that can compile into EVM bytecode. And when we look at, uh, at Scenario, they, have a, uh, they use a functional language uh, called Rolang, and uh, so Tezos uses a functional language as well. That seems to be almost a prerequisite for uh, financial applications anyway. Do you, is, is this something that you guys have insight into, the, uh, the development of this kind of language, this kind of smart contracting language for, uh, for Ethereum? And do you, think, uh, do you think that's something that is on the, uh, on the near horizon? 
Um, actually, we're, we're thinking on this. Yeah, that, that's one of the ideas. Uh, when I talk about we, um, as I told you, Zeppelin is an, it's op completely open source and community driven. We have 350 developers in our community. So every design decision is uh, discussed with them and, and we, you know, we put all our, all our progress and all our, our issues and things that we're working on on our GitHub page on, uh, for Open Zeppelin, Zeppelin Solidity. And that's one of, the, one of the topics that people are discussing inside our community is this one, the one you just mentioned. So we don't have you know, clear uh, goals and, and specific timelines on that, but that's one of the high-level ideas we are discussing with the community, and we might be implementing them in the next couple of months. I'm sorry, I didn't actually realize I've this whole time I've kind of I've been thinking of Open Zeppelin as a uh, as a company. Um but in fact you guys are really a just literally an open repository of tested smart contracts of of audited smart contracts. Uh and then I guess you guys how how does uh how does consultation work with uh, with Open Zeppelin? And do you guys yeah. have uh, do you guys have funding yeah. from somewhere? So as, as you mentioned, Zeppelin is completely open source and community driven, which makes sense because uh, first we want to improve the standards of the industry. So we want to gather the best brains and, and developers in the community to contribute and help us do that. And also it makes sense to be open source and transparent because if projects adopt the Zeppelin framework, we have many projects that are using the, the framework and the contracts for building their own decentralized applications or organizations, uh, they need to you know, understand how they work and look at the internal mechanics. So that's, that's a reason we're completely open source and community driven. We have a company which is called Smart Contract Solutions, which is uh, one of the you know, largest players in the, in the Zeppelin community, kind of like what OB1 does with OpenBazaar. I don't know if you're familiar with, with that approach. No, I'm not actually. So, would, could, you, uh, could you elaborate on that approach? Yeah, so you have this commercial company and you have on the other side the open source project. Like OpenBazaar is completely open source and community driven. Uh, but you have OB1, which is kind of a commercial uh, enterprise and company that, that pays the core developers of the OpenBazaar uh, open source project. So, so it's kind of similar to, to that approach. We have, we have Zeppelin, which is completely open source, and we have the company Smart Contract Solutions, which you know, funds kind of like the development of the core, core devs of the Zeppelin framework, and it's a, it's a promoter of the framework itself. So going back to the company, uh, all, the work that, like, all the work that we've done, we, we kind of do two things, we, we kind of do so we do security audits to projects. Like, for instance, we did a security audit to the Golden project. They were going to uh, do a crowd sale uh, using their own smart contracts, and they hired us to review their smart contracts based on our guide of security partners that I mentioned previously. So we kind of look at them, uh, do a report, which every report, uh, not every, but some of the public reports we've done uh, for audits, are found in our blog also, in our Medium blog for Zeppelin. And so that's, that's the company, that that's the, the smart contract solution as a company that does the, the audits. 
And on the other side, we, we, we have people that want to implement the Zeppelin framework by they either need um, support or they need uh, consulting help or they need actually help to implement it in their applications. So another line of business we have is offering commercial support and integration of the Zeppelin framework into, into real um, projects and organizations. Uh, and, and that's a service we provide as smart contract solutions based on the development that, that are done on the Zeppelin framework. So where does, uh, where does smart contract solutions funding come from? So we were funded, we have some investors and we also, uh, you know, get money from doing the security audits and the development work. So, so that's how we fund the, the company. How much, uh, how much do you guys charge for a security audit? Oh, uh, that, that depends, uh, depends on, on the type of smart contracts, the, you know, time and resources that will take us to audit them, the complexity. Um, it, I, I don't have a, you know, a number to tell you. It's just depends on, on each case. Each, each case is different. I presume you guys are looking to expand your uh, your community. Is there uh, are there any particular skill sets that you're looking for at the moment? Yeah, yeah, exactly. We, as I told you, all development of Recipient Framework is community driven, and and we have many people joining our community. Like we started three months ago, and we have over three hundred and fifty people, uh, mostly developers in the community. So uh, we welcome every developer that has expertise or wants to learn uh, smart con- on smart contract development or has done some work on Ethereum or any you know, EVM-supported platform. Uh, we have people which are you know, experts and, and actually like, make a lot of pull requests and commit a lot of code to the, to the project. We have people who are just getting started uh, and use the community to ask questions and learn. Uh, and we also have some people and welcome more people uh, on the security, um, cybersecurity industry. We have security researchers, which also, you know, provide ideas, create issues, and, uh, on, and, and communicate things, either potential or new attacks or vulnerabilities that we should consider or like best practices and design principles for, for building the smart contracts that we're doing. So, so, you know, any, any, developer or security researcher that's interested in smart contract development and smart contract security, uh, go to our site, which is openzeppelin.org. Uh, and there's a link to our Slack. You can get in their Slack uh, or visit our GitHub also there, which is Zeppelin Solidity. Uh, and just ping me and, and we'll be happy to welcome you. Well, thanks a bunch, Demi, and that's probably a good wrap right there. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, and um, it's great to see that uh, you know such a uh, such a well put together organization or, or community organized around actually improving the uh, the security of smart contracts and uh, and our understanding of how to build them. I believe there are um, like three major challenges of the industry that they need industry needs to tackle for for it to grow and become mainstream um the first one is uh the legal side of these tokens and the token issuance and 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 how to do that in a compliant way you have projects that do it in a serious way and and really make sense you have also projects that that, 
do kind of um, they're not very tidy and professional. So because things are very new, so so we have to build standards uh, for the legal um, sector. I know Coinbase they released um, a fr legal framework for token issuance last week, which actually I was a, contrib a contributor to that to that framework. So that was good to to see a big player like Coinbase working on that. Uh, the second challenge is governance, like how to carry out governance in a distributed network uh, of many participants and how to, you know, what's the best model that, that works. I know the guys from Colony, uh, the guys from Boardroom also working on this. And we're going to see how that develops in the next few months. And the third big issue is the security, uh, how to make things easy and secure and you know, if you build a decentralized app or a, a organizations, you don't get hacked like the DAO was. So that's the challenge where we are tackling, and we need help from the community. Uh, so that's why we do it, you know, open source and community driven. And we wanna, we want this industry. We're like great believers on cryptocurrencies, the blockchain technology and space. We want to make this happen, and we believe that solving the security issue and make it easy and secure for anyone, any individual or any organization that wants to build applications on the blockchain space can do it with Zeppelin. This has been the Ether Review. Visit etherreview.info for more episodes, email contact at etherreview.info or follow us on Twitter at etherreview.info.